0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Colum Kelly here, the executive producer of the Road of His Radio
1: Podcast Network and co-host of the Road of His Overtime Podcast, along with the phenomenal Sean Siegel. The wait is over. The NFL season is here, and there's no better time than the present to sign up for a Road NFL Pass. You'll get access to all of our content, all of our tools, everything you need to help you for that in-season success. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get
0: yourself a 10% discount to a Road NFL Pass just by adding the code rvradio 2021 at checkout. Go to roadofhis.com forward slash podcast for more information. Let's go get those championships. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Raise tackle,
2: watch out! Burst of speed! Look at this freshman! Welcome to the home of professional football, Canton, Ohio.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the College to Canton Podcast, the perfect show for any and every college football and NFL fan. I'm your host, Travis May, and you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. and I'm joined by two co-hosts. On this episode, here we've got Stefan LeCo again at Stayfon LeCo on Twitter and uh, Wispy the Kid, uh, Matt Wispay, here joining us as well. Uh, and you guys might know what's coming if you guys have tuned into the show a few times or uh, really anytime in the last year and a half or so. Uh, generally, when Matt joins us, we have some kind of mock draft, most of the time anyway. And oftentimes, it actually has to do with incoming rookies, current rookies, something like that. And that is what we are going to do on this episode. We held the 2022 NFL Rookie Mock Draft 1.0, I believe, back around the beginning of October, just really looking ahead. But we're going to do the 2.0, the 2022 NFL Rookie Mock Draft 2.0, going to draft 2.0 full rounds of rookies that are incoming next spring, or at least we think they are. Several players have already declared early for the NFL draft, but we're waiting on some to to hear if they're going to officially move. So you might have one or two uh, on this draft that actually doesn't even end up declaring for the NFL draft next spring, but mostly uh, we're guessing the guys that are good enough to go this early are probably going to be in the player pool for your rookie drafts next spring. So take some notes, Get your, the names ready and 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 get one step ahead of your league mates. But stay on, Matt. How are you guys doing? I'm just here, so don't get fined. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> uh, I'm good. I I am excited to talk about incoming rookies. Um, everyone knows that the 2022 class is my absolute favorite draft class in the history of college football. Um, it's not. I'm lying. I hate it. Other than some wide receivers, but yay. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I yeah. think it's important stuff right. to talk about, though, because it's going to be tough. I think, too, uh, this is a good opportunity for people to start moving some of their rookie picks. If they listen to this episode and, like, gosh, after three people, <laughs> I don't want any of these players anymore, start moving those draft picks. You kind of know where you're going to be picking this time of year. Like, if you're, you know, in the fantasy playoffs right now. That first-round pick might not be all that valuable. Go ahead and trade it <laughs> and
1: start getting some yeah. value this offseason
2: before everyone else realizes though, I mean-
1: I think a lot of people, we've been talking about, we we project when we play Debbie fantasy football, when we play college fantasy football, we project pretty far out. And and we look at this stuff and and I live in the weeds of recruiting. So certain position groups, you can see three years out, like which ones aren't going to be super deep. And we've known for a very long time that the 2022 crew was probably not going to be super deep when it came to running backs. However, the wide receivers are really intriguing to me. And so I, I will be, uh, fascinated just to see where some of these guys go, how wide receiver heavy we go early versus quarterbacks. And really the quarterback class has actually shaped out to be kind of deeper. Um, I, I know I kind of talked about on Twitter uh, almost a year ago that this class really had 15 to 20 guys that had draftable pass efficiency profiles a long time ago, but they went from just draftable to it looks like there's going to be another class with maybe four or five first round quarterbacks at this point. So that's they're, they're not Trevor Lawrence. They're not Justin Fields in, in in terms of their profile. But there are some interesting uh, players at some key positions in this class. And and I think because there might be a scarcity problem at running back, it will be really interesting just to see the variance in, in where running backs go this year, too. So I think we can get into all that as we go through these first two rounds. But we're going to kick things off right away, go over to Mr. Matt Wispay with the 1.01. And we're by the way, we're going to assume that this league – this fantasy football league that we were drafting for. It's not like a real mock draft for the NFL, it's super flexed, meaning you can start more than one quarterback and it's tight end premium, meaning you get a little bit of extra juice for your tight ends for every single catch. But Matt first pick who you got.
3: So I'm going to start off with a little bit of a surprise here. I'm going to go with a quarterback. I'm going to go with Stetson. I'm joking. Stetson uh, <laughs> just, I will say he has a higher adjusted yards per attempt than the guy I'm going to pick. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Matt Corral. Um, I'm probably closer on who would be number two on my list than you guys. But we'll get to it because I think he might be there for one of uh, four for me. Um, but I'm going to go with Matt Corral. I think he kind of, he had a little bit of buzz to start the year that was pushed by, I would say, a few analysts who were uh, more willing to point out that if you remove two games from his year last year, His numbers were kind of absurd. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he basically had like two games where he threw all of his interceptions. So Mm -hmm. That Arkansas um, one was, oh, man. Yeah. So so, bad. But this year he has an adjusted yards per attempt of 9.4, which is actually down from last year where he had a 10.1. But he's done a little better keeping the ball, um, not turning it over. So he's only got four interceptions this year, down from 14 the prior year. Has 20 touchdowns. And really the the thing that has put him at the one-on-one for me, um, be, in, be, partially because he is such a pure passer, but is because he actually has pretty solid running. Um, over his career, he's averaged four yards per attempt. He has two seasons with over 500 yards rushing. Uh, he has 11 rushing touchdowns this year, which obviously is a little bit fluky-ish, but whatever. Um, I, so, I mean, it, it's just a... For me, he is the highest upside quarterback that I I that I that believe has some staying power. Um, I think the highest upside is on a team that is not very good. Uh, I, I'm just going to say it. I don't believe in Willis. I think Willis is going to get somebody fired, but I think Willis has the highest upside for fantasy, but I think it's a short-term duration, whereas I think Matt Corral actually has some pretty solid staying power. So I'm going to go with Matt Corral at the 101.
1: Okay, that's that's uh, I don't think that's too too hot. I think that's probably the consensus. What what do you think, Stefan? Are you are you there? Would would he have been your first pick here? Well, I had a couple questions first. Are we doing like in the past we've done our vetoes? Do we get to do? uh... Yeah, you know what? Let's throw that in there. We can veto. We can veto. Each each of us have two vetoes if we want to veto Matt Corral. I'm dropping an (laughs) F
3: bomb and you're going to have to edit it out. Yeah, no, I'm not. Quick note there. Thanks for doing that.
1: Let me explain to the listeners. So, um, if if it were that Stefan were to veto uh, Matt's pick and inserted a different name into that situation, I could then go with Stefan's pick, and that is the new 1.01. Or I could be like, no, nah, you just wasted your veto. I'm going to stay with Matt's pick at Matt Corral." So, yeah, if we if we get out of hand and somebody does a terrible pick, like I'm sure Matt, you'll do here soon, um, we can actually veto each other twice <laughs> throughout I will the 24 say- picks.
2: I probably shouldn't be the one to bring it up because I think I've lost the most vetoes and had most of my picks vetoed <laughs> of the three of us. Oh, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> oops. Because you said Zach Charbonnet, like, the 106 Dude, last time. And and now look at me. I look freaking smart.
1: No, you don't. <laughs> All right, well,
2: hey. <laughs> He's still who terrible. Is you, who is
1: your second pick here going to be? Stay so, fine right here. I, I'm going to go with
2: a gentleman who has put up back-to-back... Seasons of 23 total touchdowns, over 1,700 yards from scrimmage and back to back years. I'm going with Iowa State running back Breeze Hall. To me, okay. he's the best running back in the class. I think he'll be drafted first um, in the NFL draft as well from the running backs, obviously. Um, I do not think he'll be going 101 to the Jags, although if Urban Meyer was still there, maybe, maybe he would. Because uh, what's better than <laughs> Travis Etienne and James Robinson in your backfield? You know, adding in a little Brees Hall as well. More running back. <laughs> <Yeah>, um, so, <laughs> oh so yes, yeah, so I'm going Brees Hall, Iowa State running back. Um, he was my number one running back going into the year. Um, I think, you know, Bijan passed him, but of course, Bijan's not eligible uh, for the NFL. So I'm going to go with Brees Hall. So did a freshman
3: named Travion Henderson.
1: Yes, that's correct. <laughs> so, Matt, I'm not going to veto this. I do like Brees Hall. Myself quite a bit. Uh, I think for a long time, Brees Hall has been the consensus either you know top running back in this class or top two if you uh, like one or two other names in this group. But he's been up there for a long time. So uh, Corral, especially in terms of real NFL mock drafts, he seems to be the consensus like one point oh one you know type of first quarterback that uh, goes in the first round of every mock draft right now, um, and we love his. Pass efficiency. We love his rushing upside. That's a great first pick. You could go a few different directions at quarterback here, uh, but I think that would probably be my next uh, non-quarterback anyway. So, what are your thoughts, Matt?
3: I mean, I think it's it's probably the safest bet to be a high-drafted running back. So, it, it in a super flex, I probably would go with a quarterback here. But I uh, I think. It's probably, if you it's preference at this point. Um, So I don't have a huge problem with it. If I were going to veto it, it would be for Travis's next pick. So I'm not going to do that to Travis just out of spite. So, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I think (laughs) the reason I didn't want to go quarterback, the reason I didn't want to go quarterback here is just, I I went quarterback heavy last year. I have a lot of Trevor Lawrence. I have a lot of Justin Fields, and I missed the playoffs in a lot of leagues because of it.
3: in drafting a rookie quarterback, it's the expectation is a little bit that they are going to take a little bit of time to actually get good. And to be honest,
2: I mean, Justin Fields seems to be rounding into form, doesn't he? But do you think um, any of these quarterbacks have the upside that we're taught that we were talking about with those guys? Like not only is it going to be a long runway, but to your, what you said earlier, it could be a no, pretty short I think flight. quarterback
3: Should have been the first four or five picks last year. I, Like I genuinely think your top three picks in any Superflex draft should have been Trey Lance, um, Justin Fields, and Trevor Lawrence, Um, with Mac Jones being kind of there also. I say all this, and the number two pick in the NFL draft was Zach Wilson. I I think last year was a special class. This year, I think there's probably, I would put two quarterbacks um, at the top, and then I would start looking elsewhere, but I would still have in the first round of a, super flex league I'm probably still gonna end up with four so and that's it shouldn't I mean some people have five so
1: okay well hey I'm I'm I am actually gonna make my pick here and pick one of these quarterbacks so <laughs> at the pick 101.03 one, oh, after Matt Corral after Brees Hall I'm gonna go with Sam Howell quarterback North Carolina and I agree there's there's gonna be some some uh several guys up for debate in this slot but I'm gonna go with the guy that is going to have two uh, back-to-back years with 90th percentile plus pass efficiency, especially when you adjust for schematic variables. And he just added, what, 34% rushing yard market share for North Carolina this past year. He absolutely carried them. At one point, he was accounting for more than 70% of their total yards, passing, rushing, you know, it was just ridiculous what he was doing all season long. They had to replace 5,000 yards of offense and 50 touchdowns worth of production that they sent to the NFL. Uh, both their starting running backs— two of their best wide receivers, like it was just a mess. Uh, yes, they force he force-fed everything through Josh Downs because that was the only receiving threat that could do anything. Uh, when, and when he wasn't open, Howell had to just make something out of nothing. Uh, and their defense kept him in trouble. So because North Carolina is not great, I think a lot of people discount uh, Sam Howell and blame him for it. But really, Howell's fantastic. And um, last year we saw Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones post multiple seasons over the 90 90th, uh I can't talk 90th percentile in terms of pass efficiency. Those were the only three quarterbacks we would seen in the last five or six years uh, actually have multiple seasons above the 90th percentile with at least 100 pass attempts. And Sam Howell is uh, looks like he's actually going to be the only one in this crew uh, to do the same. That's most likely going to see early round draft capital, so that makes it a no-brainer for me here at pick 3.
3: Yeah, he was the other I I'm going to be honest, he was almost my 101.
1: There you go. Hey, I, I, that's what I love to hear. So, uh, no veto from Matt. A veto from you, Stefan? Nope.
3: You're going to say Spencer Rattler?
2: <laughs> Spencer Rattler's <laughs> playing at South Carolina, baby.
3: Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Someone spent all offseason telling me that Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler, anyone taking Howell over him was
2: a moron. Oh, I still I don't think Spencer. Was it me or Travis before I defend this take? You. <laughs> okay. I'll <laughs> just have you. you know the storybook has not been closed on Mr. Rattler.
1: No, it's That's not over. Fine. It's not I...
2: over.
3: All right. Um, wow, that sucked. <laughs> Pick four. Pick four. I just sniped
2: you. What are you going to do? Five seconds on the clock. I'm um, just kidding.
3: I hate you. Uh, <laughs> screw it. I'm going upside. Running quarterbacks are all the rage, running back quarterbacks are all the fun. Give me Malik Willis. Um, he's a real running quarterback. Uh if you're looking for this year's Trey Lance upside, it's Malik Willis. Um uh, my only reason for not loving him, because Bo Nix took his lunch money. Um that's, I, honestly, just so,
1: that's just that doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter even
3: in the slightest, but I don't think Bonex is good, and Bo Nix basically the only reason Bonix kept that job at all is cuz he was a five-star
1: He's prospect, a five-star right? and his daddy was a, a booster. I mean, that's yes. it.
2: His daddy's uh, a big-time are booster you talking and about he was a quarterback there. Future Oregon Heisman
1: trophy winner Bonix. <laughs> Anthony yes, Brown? That one. Yeah, for sure. Heisman winner in t- the 2022 Bonix. That's exactly what we're talking about, Stephon. Okay. But Malik Willis, seriously though. So he has uh, he has over 2 years or he has 2 years with at
3: least 800 rushing yards. Um 2 years with over 10 rushing touchdowns and in those in those 2 years he also passed for at least 20 touchdowns in both. My concern with him this year is picks got a little bit out of control this year, yeah. which is part of the reason why his adjusted yards per attempt dropped down um, from 9.0 down to 8.4, which is a little bit worrisome. His completion percentage dropped by uh, 3% also. Um he's he's a really high upside prospect, but I I would not put him in the same level as a Trey Lance, but I think he has the most upside of the quarterbacks left on the board at this point. And uh, I think most people would probably, I think when we actually get to draft season, it'll probably be closer to consensus to have Howell above Willis because I think he has more obvious rushing upside. Whereas Howell I think may end up being, I made this super lazy comparison last night and I just have to throw it out there. I think how might be an Andrew luck type runner who kind of like sneakily just gets a bunch of carries once they get inside like the 20 or 30 and adds a ton of value that way. Whereas I think Willis is going to be a runner from zero to zero. He's going to be, he's going to be running the entire time. So um, yeah, he, of the two group of five quarterbacks, and he's not technically group of five because he's an independent but of the two group of five quarterbacks that are um, kind of all the rage right now, Malik Willis has a little bit more upside for me because he is at least a bit more proven as a passer. So, yeah, I don't love really, it. Quick question. And I hate that.
1: Who do you think had more rushing yards per game, Sam Howell or Malik Willis? This year? This I mean, year. it's
3: it's Sam Howell. But. <laughs> it is.
1: And that's why I think it's. I've seen a few people kind of argue about, well, Sam Howell's is not really a dual threat quarterback. People need to stop calling him that. I'm like, why is that? uh because he definitely was this year and uh you know he's he's not From like the, the guy
3: who was calling him a statue coming into the year you were the baseline rushing is necessary for fantasy Dude,
1: I, n- uh, so here here's where i was with him he was already actually above uh any threshold that we wanted to have like he actually was around uh 5.5 5 or 6 percent which is all the, all you need uh we you need like if you want to almost guarantee first round capital uh, in the modern NFL, you need to have a 90th percentile pass efficiency season with 5% or higher rushing yard market share. And how already had both barely, but he had both. And, and this year he more than smashed there. And he, so, I mean, even Mac Jones wasn't technically a statue that, that hurts teams. Like he was a zero point. He's like a half percent. Like he wasn't where we needed him to be to kind of guarantee the capital uh, from a profile standpoint. But, um, you know, Sam so he Howell wasn't just, Kedaran, Slovis. Oh no! I mean, Slovis still has negative rushing yards for his career. Maybe he'll fix that going to Pitt. I, we could, you know, we just found out he's transferring to Pitt. But Howell is not a statue. He wasn't before. Uh, he's not like a, you know, let's scheme a whole bunch of RPO plays to to get this guy on the edge because he's a four three speedster. He's not that. But he is a dual threat quarterback, and that he does and and can add plenty of value as a rusher.
3: Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, which is why I almost put him in, Yeah, uh, put him at the 101. I yep. was mostly just going with the idea that I think Willis, when you watch Willis's film is more of the, well, I'm running to stay alive, and that makes me a more <laughs> yeah. of a dual threat running.
1: Yeah. Well, okay, so we got four picks. Stefan, over to you. All Unless right. you want to veto Malik Willis. I'm not. Um,
2: no, do it. Coward. I I would have taken him here if he was available, but instead I'm going to go with a player who had an average of 19. His average carry went for 19 yards. Um, absolute great stats for uh, for rushing the football. Of course, they had four carries. Uh, I'm going with Ohio State's wide receiver one, Garrett Wilson. Of course, he had 70 receptions for uh, close to 1,100 yards, um, 12 touchdowns. Absolutely monster year.
1: I knew that was coming. No, I definitely
2: <laughs> intentionally use the word wide receiver one because he is their best wide receiver. Um, and I think he'll be drafted. He's their first. third best wide receiver. I think he'll be drafted. You can veto. I think he'll be drafted first among uh, the wide receivers. So I, I, I want yeah, that high that draft capital. My wide receiver one. Uh, he is or isn't? He is my wide receiver one. So why are you giving me shit? <laughs> have you met me? I mean, yes. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, that it's was, that name. was a rhetorical question. <laughs>
3: okay. I, I have one sec. Who do I call the most, who do I call the most talented wide receiver on Ohio state's team? JSN. Oh. Yes. It is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Who was the one that was the like market God coming into this year? Chris Olave. I'm, This year, a lot of they kind of fell off, so it's hard for me to make the same claims, but I am a. I I support it. I think Garrett Wilson's super talented, and I think he's going to be the one that gets the highest draft capital. But that's it. I'm not actually vetoing you because I can't,
1: because it's. Yeah, yeah, because it's your wide receiver one. No, I I think uh, that I'm actually right there with you. Um, I I definitely still like Garrett Wilson as a wide receiver one, but it's barely. I've got like pretty much a huge tier of wide receivers that are that are close uh, here. Uh, so it's tough, but I, I'm not going to veto that either. you uh, get a fantastic profile coming into this year. What were you saying? This is a weird time to ask this question, but uh, for these
2: wide receivers, maybe more than any position, uh, I feel like landing spot really matters. I mean, look at Rashad Bateman, what happened to him. What is the y'all's philosophy on when rookie draft should be held before or after the NFL draft? Oh, yeah. after.
1: after. Literally I mean, I've been in later.
2: leagues that do both, so I was just curious what you guys think.
1: Yeah, I mean, three days after the draft. If you're gonna draft before, like, just make it a w league. Like, there's no point. And and like, hey, let's have this draft on like April first. Like, that's the most ridiculous concept of all time. Like, when it comes to dynasty leagues, like, that's just nope. Like, ma- make it a debut league, uh, or just how about you wait for like five seconds and get a lot <laughs> more helpful information? Um, that would be that would be great. So. Yeah, Garrett Wilson. Quit fantasy
3: football altogether.
2: I just want to draft the <laughs> the wide receiver that doesn't go to the Raiders. Like, if you're on the Raiders, I will avoid you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh Except God, for the greatest
2: God. Clemson wide receiver of all time. Right, Matt? What? Hunter Renfro? Greatest wide receiver in Clemson history? Is that what you just said? <laughs> oh my I gosh.
3: mean, let's be clear. Clemson needed Hunter Renfro this year, so yes. He might have been <laughs> the best wide receiver ever
1: yeah well anyway yeah, I, shoe, i'm gonna a move on from uh, hunter info talk and uh, actually take my pick here uh so i'm gonna go so garrett wilson's off the board and that was pick what what are we at now guys five pick uh five so we got mac corral reese hall sam howell malik willis garrett wilson halfway through the first round i'm going to select traylon burks wide receiver arkansas big bodied six foot three 230 pounds with ridiculous wheels i've you know i've, I've heard people talk about him having like uh, you know, 4-4, four, four, sub-4-4 four, four speed. He doesn't have that, guy, Just stop it. But he is very fast. Um, he's going to test really well. His size, speed score is going to be fantastic. And he already had among Power 5, like actual true junior wide receivers, he had the best uh, returning production profile in all of college football, at least by my measure, the Adjusted Production Index, a measure that we use at roto that looks at dominator rating, yards per team pass attempt, and touchdowns per team pass attempt. And uh, he improved that measure. He was already around the 74th, 75th percentile among drafted wide receivers. After this year, he's going to be around the 90th percentile. Very, very indicative of future uh, early round draft capital. I think he's just a lock at this point for first round pick um, for a first round pick. And uh, he had like what, uh, a 3.8 or 3.9 yards per team pass attempt and like a 45, 46% dom- dominator this year this year. He had like 1123 receiving yards. And the next closest player didn't even have 300 receiving yards on the team. Uh, he absolutely dominated. So for me, no brainer wide receiver two right here. Vito. Ooh. Who's vetoing? Matthew. Matthew. This guy. How this dare guy you, vetoing. Matthew uh Veronica Wispay? I respect it.
3: Um, (laughs) I'm going to veto because while I do believe he is going to end up with first round capital, I believe that he sort of like Rashad Bateman and sort of like several other receivers that the Twitter community falls in love with is going to get late first round capital. And I'm going to take a guy that is currently projected for very early first round capital. (laughs) Chris, it's not Chris Olave, it's Jameson Williams.
1: Okay, um, I thought you were going to try to Olave me no, right now.
3: <laughs> I'm not. I'm, take, I'm saying Jamison Williams, who is currently projected by uh, a lot of draft analysts as the wide receiver one in the class. Um, we're talking about a true field stretcher. Uh, while Traylon Burks can kind of do it all, um, Jameson Williams proved that speed is amazing. Um, and he is a track star speed. Um, yeah, give me... I'm going to put this out there and just say Jamison Williams because stars matter and he has higher pedigree, markedly higher pedigree. He is speed that cannot be replicated. And he was the
2: best wide receiver in all of college football this year. Stay fine. Have fun. Yeah. Um, so I guess this kind of goes into like the philosophical avenues of what we accept as reasonable vetoing and not. I think you make a Hold great up. argument for why you would select Jamison Williams ahead of Traylon Burks. But I can't accept your veto because I can understand why <laughs> someone would want Traylon Burks
1: on this No, spy. no, 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 no. That's not how our
3: veto works. Our veto is <laughs> who would you pick? You are now presented with two options. I would pick. You got the, a multiple choice. Neither question.
2: of them are my wide receiver too. So that's fine. Matter. You got a multiple choice question. <laughs> <laughs> I just, to, to me, like I can see. The garbage. path for both. So uh, to me, like the veto is uh, is null and <laughs> garbage. Void. But this means you probably get to pick your boy in a minute here though, Matt. Yeah, you might be able to drop you. yourself.
1: So I win. Perfect. Awesome. Take that. that. Hot garbage. I take that. Hot well hey, you know what? I just kind you know, already them, explained. I've been see to
3: Williams Williams 107. Movie. Let's move on. He should have won the Balitnikov this year. <laughs> he basically changed the face of the Alabama program over the course of this year, and he showed right. up in the middle of the summer. Yeah, I say changed it. They would have been their passing offense would have been really, really bad had he not been there. That team does not have wide receiver talent or not wide receiver talent ready to win a national championship. He jumped in. Not only was there the already a projected first round draft guy on the team, they also had four like top 150 wide receivers on the team. And he just said all of them can go to hell. They also had this a uh, tight end who basically is a wide receiver named Jalil Billingsley. And he put him in the grave. That <laughs> offense ran through Jamison Williams this year because he was the most important player on that team outside of Bryce Young. Jamison Williams is awesome. And he is going to get early draft capital and should therefore also get early capital in your drafts.
1: Hey man, you know, I'm not going to argue that Jameson Williams, well, You know, James, Jameson Williams is fantastic. Like he was the top 100 recruit for a reason. It's it's kind of hilarious that he couldn't even even crack the lineup at Ohio State because you know. I mean, he
3: would have been the wide receiver three this year. It's just that they wanted no, to no, get no way, man.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like JSN would have been. He was going to be the guy. He was going to be the wide receiver three. So it's just it's just crazy. Like that. That's just how stacked Ohio State was at wide receiver. Like you you don't even give him an opportunity. Uh, so it's it's nuts because yeah, twenty-one yards per reception or something bonkers. Yeah, like just an incredibly and he's at
3: over first career, well over seventeen. Yeah, yeah. It, I want to veto point, this, by the way. Oh, pick seven. <laughs> you're trying just to kidding. veto. He's just about kidding. to do veto, and he's <laughs> going to say Drake London. I'm so do you want kidding.
2: it here? <laughs> oh I will not veto because okay. I know I will not win.
1: <laughs> okay, saving your vetoes for later. Is that the only veto? Or did I miss one? So far, only veto. Okay. So far, so we're, we're saving them here. So 1.07, Jamison Williams. Says so uh,
3: extra Arbanet, so I can say veto. Okay. So it is. <laughs> it fine. is
2: interesting. We're on eight, on the eighth pick in the first round, and 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 we've only had one running back go, and and that's crazy to me. Um, but I am not prepared to take another one just yet. I'm gonna go with a gentleman again, another gentleman who just in his senior year, uh. Through for more touchdown passes than his first four years combined. I'm talking about 19th year starter, Kenny Pickett from Pitt. (laughs) 19th year. Sure fire first round pick. Uh, He's going to get the opportunity, I think, to – I don't think he's probably going to start this year. I think he'll be waiting a little while. But when he does take over for Aaron Rodgers, I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. I'm just kidding. It won't be. He's (laughs) going to
1: start when he's like 27. Over Jordan Love, yeah,
2: no, um, no, I don't, I have no clue where Kenny Pickett ends up, but I, I, I like, I like him, and we've seen like like he's not putting up crazy rushing stats, but he'll uh, he'll fake slide and and get you those extra hard fought tough yards. Yeah, he yards literally he changed the to. game. I know he's a game changer, literally. Um, no, he he did rush for five touchdowns this year though, which is pretty exciting. Um, so yeah, that's that's my pick. Get pun intended. I hate you. <laughs> Is that because wow. you're, are you vetoing me? Or are, you, uh... are you vetoing right now? No,
3: it's because you said pick it. And yeah, <laughs> <you're gonna laughs> that's why pick it. That's why I yeah. hate you. No, no, um, no. Uh, yeah, I I, I'm fine with it. He, he would be my next quarterback on the board, and it's super flex. And I'm gonna I don't waste
1: my last veto. I'm gonna waste a veto probably. I'm gonna veto. He's gonna say, and and it's because I'm not even gonna throw it out just yet. But I'm it, it, because. Kenny Pickett is just – I'm a little scared with him because he he's basically – you know, like in baseball, they had like the Mendoza line, like the line of mediocrity that like you are – if you were any lower, you would be an absolute detriment to your team. You know, uh, they have that in baseball. But I i think until this year, it was like the Kenny Pickett line. Like he was just good enough to not get benched. He was just good enough to, to make enough plays to uh, be like, oh, yeah, he should be starting in college. Um, and then all of a sudden he just comes out of nowhere – and he throws 42 touchdowns in 13 games and is one of the most efficient passers ever. You know, Are like, you suggesting he took steroids? No, but it's just, I don't, I mean, it's, it's, incre- it's incredible. Like, fifth year, like, out of nowhere just goes off. It helps that he has the Blatnikoff winner in Jordan Addison and Matt mm-hmm. hates that <laughs> that he won the Bletnikoff. But, um, I'm going to one. challenge uh, Vito and say that I would rather have David Bell, wide receiver, Purdue instead of Kenny Pickett here.
3: Oh, so I have a multiple choice. You have a multiple oh, choice. <laughs> I mean it's it's super flex and David Bell is not next on my board, so
1: Oh, okay. I thought I was gonna I'm be Sorry. Wasting. That's okay. I,
3: it's not that I it's it's not that I disagree that David Bell is awesome. It's just that I currently have one wide receiver and one running back currently higher than David Bell. Okay. And I think Kenny Pickett is going to get first round capital, and in a super flex league, that is super valuable. Okay. And at a minimum, Kenny Pickett is one that will probably net you a higher trade result.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, David Bell, uh, I can get to the explanation when I get to the explanation here in just a second, because that's who I'm going to take at the 1.09, and we'll see if that actually what? gets vetoed right here. But I'm going to take David Bell, wide receiver Purdue, uh, because that dude's been dominant and productive every time he's been on the field. Even when he shared snaps with Rondell Moore... Uh, he was actually the wide receiver who would stay on the field, like when they when they would go to twelve personnel, and Rondell would go off, partially because Rondell is about five foot seven, and David Bell is not. But Bell is a complete wide receiver that had an, like basically an immaculate production profile after year one. Uh, and he's only improved on that and basically dominated in the two most important games of the year for for them this year, taking over things against Iowa back when we thought Iowa was good. Um, And and really down the stretch, he was just the guy, again, putting up almost 1,300 yards this year and almost 100 receptions in 11 games. And teams just can't shut him down no matter what. Like He's the only good player outside of, I guess, Milton Wright maybe. Um, And teams just couldn't shut him down ever. So to to me, even if he doesn't get top 20 draft capital, um, I think that he's got an incredibly balanced skill set and will find success uh, at a lot of places where – you know, you, you hinted at this earlier, Stefan, but I don't really worry about where David Bell lands as much as I do a couple of other wide receivers. I have just ranked below him. Yeah. No, so, veto, veto? For me. Anybody? I'm
3: not vetoing it <laughs> again. Not he, my he's next, still not my wide receiver, but it, in right. this spot, I, I feel like that is less egregious than taking him over uh, quarterback.
1: Okay. Okay. That's fair. I still just want to throw know. it out there. I didn't know where you that guys works. would be with, uh, with, especially I didn't know where Matt would be with Kenny Pickett. I had to challenge it, but
2: yeah, I I like the pick again. Not my next wide receiver, but he's close to the top for me. Uh, so, so I'm totally good with with him. Like for the same reason that I didn't veto, I didn't allow Matt's veto garbage. to stand is the same reason <laughs> why i so will not. Garbage. Hey, I
1: am consistent, at least.
2: There's All right, Matt, Over
1: to you. Pick ten. Pick ten. Matthew. Yeah, that's you, Matt.
3: I'm deciding. Remember how I said I had a wide receiver and a running back? Well, the wide receiver I have—if I do this—I am stabbing Stefan in the heart.
2: Ooh, you should do um, it then because he deserves to go this early. Fine, it's
3: it's Drake London. Yeah. He was having the best year in, of any wide receiver in college football until he got injured. He was basically the only reason why USC was watchable. Yeah, had, had over a thousand yards in eight games. He was really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, he he led wide receivers, all wide receivers in the country. I think for three weeks after he went down, <laughs> like he had 120 targets or something crazy in eight games. Um, so, yeah, I'm not I'm not arguing with you. Uh, he didn't have he a perfect had similar production per profile game
3: numbers to Jarrett Stearns.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Jarrett Stearns, I mean, we, we all saw what he did for Western Kentucky. Just dominated. So yeah, no argument here. And Stefan, sounds like you already agree as well. Yeah,
2: when I kept saying he's not the next wide receiver on my list, it's because Drake London is my wide receiver too. Uh, He is uh, just someone I'm absolutely in in love with when it comes to uh, fantasy football.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I love what he, how he kind of progressed. Like we saw him be this uh, almost exclusively like a big slot in their their four wide receiver spread offense uh, a year ago. Uh, And they spread around targets and he didn't have a crazy peak profile. And then this year, Amon Ross St. Brown is gone and he takes over and he's all over the field in multiple roles, dominating from anywhere, everywhere and teams can do nothing. So, um, yeah, he's in my tier one still like we're still amid my tier one of wide receivers at this point. It's just there's like a huge drop off after like wide receiver seven or so for me in this class. And so uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, Matt, you're taking notes right now, trying to figure out where that is. But uh, I know who to, it is.
3: I'm just shocked one more of them isn't in there. I thought it would be eight.
1: Over to Stefan with pick 11. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, I am going to go running back now. Um, so I'll be taking the first two running backs off the board, it looks like. Uh, so this is my RB2. I have a feeling this might get vetoed by one uh, Wispy the Kid. Veto. Uh, I'm going with back Vito. to back. It's 1, not
3: thousand,
2: Back to back thousand yard rusher. I'm going with a guy who averaged more than 2 receptions a game. I'm going with Texas A&M's Isaiah Spiller.
3: Oh no, not Vito. Isaiah Spiller is the easy pick. He okay. he's my running back one. Okay. I thought <laughs> I thought you might I thought for a while you didn't like Spiller. I I didn't like him getting the hype he was getting as actually like a super elite running back. I don't think he's a super elite running back. I think he is the second best running back in a bad class. Okay. Um, yeah. He's good, but I thought you were going to say Zach Sharpenay, no. which is why I was vetoing you halfway through your word. No, not
2: Zach. See, he, he's coming up later, I'm sure, but not yet. Yeah, that's,
1: <laughs> well, I'm not going <laughs> to veto that either because he is also my running back too. And he's right in that range at this point. Um, do you have, so I, yeah. uh,
2: real? do you have, um, do you have,
1: reese hall as your number one as well travis i do i have reese hall as my number one i have okay. isaiah spiller as my number two um i don't have either as uh you know world shattering talents um you know I, I i'm still thinking that neither of them end up with first round capital this year i think that they both might be around pick 40 ish like they could go back to back in that range uh, but I, I think that's probably where they belong i, I think it's we're in it. We're in a year that we haven't seen in a while. Like what was it, 2014? That Bishop Sankey, Carlos Hyde, Jeremy Hill, Jeremy Hill class. Uh, like, there's that kind of upside that we're talking about? Like that we could get two uh, really long time contributing contributing backs. Uh, but we're not getting a Saquon Barkley uh, healthy version. Saquon of Saquon Barkley's Barkley a bust. Class. Yeah, we're not getting a healthy version of <laughs> Saquon Barkley, and but we anyway- never. have. <laughs> yeah basically anyway I, have I, won I great year yeah. I, I'll go back to my pick here at pick 12 to round out round one and speed things up in the second round hopefully I'm gonna take uh, Jahan Dotson wide receiver Penn State here at pick 12 and I'm expecting a veto but uh, we'll see from who from you no I just am
3: shocked this I this is who I had as my seven on my board also Still in my tier one. I just think there's another guy. Um, And I'm a little bit surprised that there's a dude missing from your list. Well, no, uh, Dotson has been one of the most consistent playmakers in the Big Ten. Um, And he has two seasons of Penn State essentially funneling their passing offense through him. And this Mm -hmm. year there's actually, like, low-key, Penn State has good wide receiver talent. It just outside of Dotson they just force fed him the ball because he was the only guy that was consistently making plays for them so now i'm all in on dotson he i had him and burks on a very very similar level
1: nice well I'm glad to hear it cuz he actually right right below burks coming into the year had the second strongest adjusted production index in the entire country for power 5 wide receivers like true junior power 5 wide receivers Um, ahead of actually by just a hair, David Bell and Garrett Wilson. So uh, he rounded his profile out perfectly and proved that he could separate uh, in a number of ways. And yes, Penn State's scheme was fantastic and clean and they they get a bunch of fun releases on underneath stuff. But Dotson makes his own separation and is a contested catch artist that just does silly things. So I I love him. I I love his upside. And I think uh, if there's going to be a sixth wide receiver sneak into the round one, you know he could be a, a sneaky bet to uh, to just find a way into pick thirty one, pick thirty two. He's I'm I'm that confident in his NFL future. But I I'm I surprised you didn't veto me. And I think it, the the guy that I thought you veto would veto for is going to be your next pick. But um yeah, so that rounds out uh, round one here. Jahan Dotson, Penn State. Uh, on the other side, we will do a lightning round for round two, and uh, hopefully not have too many vetoes. All right, so we're back. Round two. We already had round one. And just to recap here, round one, we saw pick number one to Matt West Bay was Matt Corral, uh, quarterback Ole Miss. And then Stefan took Brees Hall, uh, running back, Iowa State. I then took Sam Howell, quarterback, North Carolina. And then went Malik Willis, quarterback, Liberty. Garrett Wilson, wide receiver, Ohio State. Traylon Burks, wide receiver, Arkansas. Jamison Williams, wide receiver, Alabama. Pick eight, Kenny Pickett, oh, fuck. quarterback, Pittsburgh. David Bell, wide receiver, Purdue, at pick nine, and then Drake London, pick ten, for wide, rec- uh, wide receiver for USC. I pick what eleven was Isaiah Spiller, running back, Texas A&M, and pick twelve, Jahan Dotson, wide receiver, Penn State. Over to you, Matt, to make the most obvious pick in rookie mock draft history. Who, who's your guy,
3: Chris Olave? <laughs> to Listen the surprise to of no guy. one. Listen to any podcast I've ever been on. Listen to any show I've ever done or written about anything. Chris Alave, he's basically the touchdown maker of college football. He's one of the best route runners in all of college football. I don't care that he's small. I know that he's going to run really fast at the Combine. He was Justin Fields' favorite target for a reason. He was, I mean, this year just was... His skill set did not line up as well with C.J. Stroud, who did not really like to throw the ball vertically. And, I mean, that's Chris Lave's strength is getting behind the defender and just really making it an easy throw for a quarterback. But that was just not the strength of C.J. Stroud. I'm Yeah, I'm honestly, I'm mad at myself because I didn't realize he hadn't already been picked. Um, so <laughs> I should have taken him above Drake
1: London. Because yeah, I have him
3: above Drake London.
1: See, that's who I thought you were going to veto for. But then, like, halfway through, you were talking about Jahan Dotson. And I was like, you know, I don't think he even realized Olave was still here. And, <laughs> yep, of course, that fully, was the case. Fully, fully would have taken him at the spot where I took Drake London. He's
3: better than Drake London in everything. So,
1: man. All right. I'm sorry, right. I'll be
3: honest. Here's my rankings Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, Drake London, David Bell, Traylon Burks, Jahan Dotson, and other receiver that I think you're forgetting
1: okay well don't say it just yet because this is actually where i see a tear break so i'm really intrigued to see where stefan goes because there are 13 picks in fact these first 13 picks were mine uh they're just like in a different order slightly but like they're my top 13 players and then i see like there are so many different directions that that people could go here Uh, so stefan surprise us uh, I don't know if this will be all that surprising because I am a running back
2: centric. Apparently, I'm going with uh, the should have won the Heisman Trophy, Kenneth Walker Why? the third. No, we shouldn't have. <laughs> no, we shouldn't have. I just love messing with you, Wizby. Uh, no, um, but he uh, <laughs> he had 1600 over 1600 uh, rushing yards. Uh, he carried that Michigan State offense. 18 touchdowns uh, on the ground. Another one through the air. Average more than a reception a game. He didn't do a whole lot with him, but at least he showed he could do a little bit if called upon. May not be a uh, three down back, but I mean, how many of those are there in the NFL these days? I think he will be the third running back taken. Um, I like Kenneth Walker quite a bit. The thing I love mo- most about him is in all these um, Debbie leagues with the pleated drafts, he's going to be available in most of them. <laughs> so, uh uh, Kenneth Walker III, to me, uh, is is a pretty good choice here to start off the second round. Not to start off, start off, but second pick in the second round.
1: Okay. That's interesting. I, I think to some, some people might have been surprised that I kind of excluded him from my perceived kind of top 13-ish uh, range, because I think it, even like some Twitter mock drafts and things that I've seen, uh, a lot of people are higher on him. So I think for some listeners, they may be, may be thinking, how in the world did this not, this guy not go higher? He dominated this year, or whatever. But he's in like a near zero uh, as a receiver, and so that that concerns me a little bit. That was my only hesitation in raking him very highly. But I'm not going to veto this. Are you, Matt? No,
3: he was. To be honest, before I realized that Olave was on the board, I was I was
1: taking him. Okay, nice, so. nice. Well, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pick that uh, Matt is probably gonna actually veto, but we'll see. I'm not really sure. So um, I'm actually going to go uh, and go quarterback five here. Uh, and this is the guy who is going to be polarizing, might not get first round capital, but he might get for beginning of round two capital. But he might also get round one capital. I don't, I don't know, because there are there's just a mixed bag of reviews on this quarterback. Uh, but Desmond Ritter, I was I was sitting on the fence for a long time and thought, you know what? Look, if if he actually gets first round capital, there's absolutely no way that he's not going to be uh, going around. Pick 15ish overall in a superflex league. Maybe, maybe he drops in some crazy cases to pick 18 or something like that bizarre. But if I really think the NFL is going to catch up on on Ritter and look at his improvements and look at how he basically changed the program with Luke Fickle, of course, uh, at quarterback, and he was making pro throws three years ago. I was really high on him three years ago. He improved a lot of my uh, on a lot of questionable areas uh, in terms of his intermediate and deep accuracy and consistency. Uh, like he. Pushed the ball a full yard and a half further downfield, but increased in pass efficiency, uh, and, and and touchdown percentage, and a whole bunch of other fun numbers that we like here at Roto Biz for quarterbacks. But um, Desmond Ritter, uh, quarterback Cincinnati, I think quarterback five ish. If he gets top forty capital or so, sneaks into the back end of round one, he's going to be going here.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to veto it. I think it's fine. I think this it's, pick. I think I hate it's this fine. Pick so much. I think the upside warrants taking him in the beginning of the second round. Like I probably would wait a little while, but I understand it. Uh, however, mean meanwhile, Cooper Cup just left the game with an injury.
1: That's sad face. Yeah. Yeah, we're recording this during during the the duo uh, Tuesday night games. So. And I,
2: me being a stupid Seahawks fan, yeah, I'm watching it on my phone
1: <laughs> while we're while we're recording. Very focused here. So, Matt Wispay, are you going to? Veto my Desmond Ritter pick here, and and use your second veto right here at two point oh three. No, and I hate <laughs> this pick so much. Yeah, because
2: like, I, where would you? I right. mean, where Here's you, the
3: thing? Like, where you're do you right. go? Like, seriously, you are entirely right. And but the person who I would nominate instead, I also don't think has that much upside. Weirdly, I think Ritter probably has the most upside of anyone really on the board with the exception of the one wide receiver that you're forgetting um i just i I just don't think he's a good quarterback that's a problem as i live in cincinnati and i've watched too many of his games and i remember going into his junior year when i was fully saying this guy should be benched do not start him this is the guy that will hold you back he didn't he had one stretch in the middle of the 2020 season where he looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the country and then this year he was all kinds of just okay for me his rushing production really isn't what you would expect it to be for a guy who is to be honest a better runner than a thrower um yeah i i'm not vetoing it but i don't like it but i also don't know what this is why you should trade if you have a second round pick trade it now because the second round is not very fun
1: yeah Um, yeah, i just told you guys i I just disagree uh, i just
2: i have a quick question for you a couple weeks ago uh travis and i did a uh an episode on like um guys that could really boom during like bowl game boomers i think we called it um, like players that could really yeah. elevate their draft stock based on their performance in bowl games is Desmond Ritter. If he can somehow get Cincinnati, no. if he could, if he can get Cincinnati to the national championship game, you wouldn't change your tune. No. Ooh. I've watched him for four Spicy. years. Spicy. I've watched that offense suck for four years, but he'll get the capital man. He'll get the draft capital. If that happens. No, he won't. Oh. Honestly, I don't think he will. I think
3: you've got, I think that I, he might get late first round cap, but I think his cap is why I think his cap is quarterback four, and I think he only gets quarterback four if Kenny Pickett sucks at like his pro day. That's and my if he, I just and don't. if he gets
1: quarterback four, he's going before this in superflex league
3: probably. But I just don't think he's. Uh, That's my issue. I love that this is our lightning round, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. I'm sorry. Why? Absolutely sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
1: All
3: right. Here's a bull boomer for you guys. Here, I'll give a bull boomer. Because I don't know if you guys brought this up. But it is a guy that should be in Travis's top tier. Because talent-wise, he's awesome. He had an amazing break-the-system freshman season in uh, his adjusted production index. His name is George Pickens. If he didn't yeah, tear his ACL, he would be in the conversation for wide receiver one in this class. Um, yeah. He's absurd. His freshman season, say what you want about David Bell. David Bell did it better with raw production because his team actually passes. George Pickens did it on a team that couldn't pass for the life of them. And he's absurd. And he's, everyone knows, I love. Super duper pedigree wide receivers. This is a super duper pedigree wide receiver.
1: No, so I, I'm right there. I mean, he's really close to this spot on my board. Like, so that's I'm not going to veto you at all. And um, he rushed back to try to get healthy. And he's just not healthy right now. Like, it, it, he missed all of the season essentially. And now he's back, and he'll be back in the playoffs. So maybe maybe he blows up and and has a few more weeks to get healthy, and he just absolutely smashes and gets early round capital. Um, he's that kind of in between wide receiver. He's like the last potentially elite wide receiver in this class for me, so I like that pick. But uh, I'm still not done talking about Desmond Ritter. But Steve, stay uh, Stay No veto so what, here. What
2: of- no veto here. But I do, I do kind of lean with Travis that there's a bit of a tear break between those other guys and Pickens. But it, it is because of the injury, not because of the other stuff. I just we haven't seen him play healthy since it, and you never know if he lost a step or not. But I do think he would be my next. I mean, he is my next. Receiver on the board. So I think it's a good pick here. And I think, I think value wise, like you were talking earlier, Matt, about like trading out of the second round. I mean, if you can get a guy like Pickens in the sec- second round, you, you take that every day. That, that's great value for what he could bring uh, to the NFL.
1: Yeah, for sure. But anyway, one last note on Ritter before we just run away. He seriously was one of the best deep passers in the entire country this year. <laughs> Did you He really had like a dozen Ritter. I thought I'm you going were joking because like seriously, I'm not joking. He had 14 touchdowns on throws that went for 20 or more yards. Like he was incredible. He was almost 50 like on on passes that were more than 20 yards downfield. Like the dude, like he he was different this year. I think if you really broke it down really went back and and dug into his throws this year, they were not the same. And so if we, if we saw Kenny Pickett just jump from absolute trash to, like, potentially first overall, like, Ritter had just as steep a jump, um, but he was actually already better uh, before. So I'm not saying that I have Ritter ranked higher than Pickett, but I am saying that Ritter definitely needs to be in the in the discussion, especially when we get to this range. But that's now done. I'm done.
2: Okay. <laughs> um, uh, you said dug in to the... And, and that kind of leads me to my next pick. D- dig in Quarterback. Your guy, man. <laughs> no, I'm not. That's disgusting. Um, I am going to go with aforementioned Zach Charbonnet here. Because it's finally time. <laughs> Sitting here, middle of the second round. At pick 205, Zach Charbonnet is a steal. He has... Um, I mean, I've talked about him so many times. Like, his freak score is off the charts. The dude is huge and can fly. He put up, he finally was able to get a bulk of carries in an offense. And we were able to see what all he could do with them. Uh, absolutely stellar season at UCLA. Chip Kelly really was able to get the most out of him. Zach Charbonnet uh, could be uh, the type of player that we see uh, really excel in the NFL. Uh, so I think in the middle of the second round, he's a great pick. Oh my so gosh. Freak score?
3: Pretty sure freak score is a wide receiver metric. Yeah. Um, Vito. veto, 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 oh, veto, veto, Vito. This Vito. Is
1: gonna be oh, this is gonna be weird because like
3: veto, veto. I'm saying <laughs> it, and you're gonna have to pick your guy because you're honest with yourself. You would take Kyron Williams over him. But that's Vito. not that's not.
2: Remember what I said yes, earlier. It. Even that's though you didn't pick d- my like, guy, Travis, you could see the argument for why no, Zach Charbonnet it's would Kyron be Kyron Williams over Zach Charbonnet. Kyron Williams isn't even after Veto. Zach Vito, Charbonnet Vito. on my list. <laughs> okay, continue. Oh you God. just so so is your veto because you don't think Zach Charbonnet is good, or because I don't you think, think someone else is football. better? You don't think I he's think good. He's at- a dinosaur. <laughs> How is he a dinosaur? The dude can fly.
3: <laughs> Actually, he started having receiving production this year. You, yes, still sub six uh, on rushing average, uh, which everyone knows. I love me some arbitrary thresholds. Um, couldn't catch a pass at Michigan. Basically, got pushed but out. Who was the door throwing him the that-
1: ball at Michigan? It didn't. To be fair, schematically, they don't really do that with running backs, but. Did they do it with Blake Quorum? Not much, no. I'm actually looking. They're not, they did actually with Donovan Edwards, the freshman. <laughs> they they, they did with ago.
3: Edwards, they did with Blake Quorum, and they did with Hassan Haskins this year. All of them had at least uh, two receptions per game. That's not true. All of them had at least one reception per yeah, game not, on average. It's not much. It's not great, but. Yeah, he didn't do much there. Hassan Haskins pushed him out the door because he couldn't get on the field with Hassan Haskins. I don't think Hassan Haskins is even draftable.
1: To to be honest, Hassan Haskins has been the running back one uh, in terms of snaps and touches since the like November of 2019. Like last year was shortened, uh, but like Charbonnet got his looks uh, coming in as a freshman and. you know, we thought he was going to take over Haskins actually took the job and then kept it last year. Corum uh, kind of got close, but he kept it. And then again this year, I know Quorum missed time, but Haskins was still the guy uh, still got 20 plus touchdowns. So I completely disagree that he's not draftable, but he's not going to be drafted today in this one, but Haskins is at least intriguing, but um, I am actually going to have to go with Wispay because I do have a tear break after a couple of different players that are above, um, Charbonnet here, uh, I, I believe, but actually, yeah, and, and Kyron Williams is one of those players. So I believe I, there, there's concerns about Kyron Williams size, right? Like that's the argument against Kyron Williams, but Kyron Williams is literally everything well and has done so for quite some time. He was in the mix for running back one for a while in this class, just because he was so stinking good at just about everything that you ask him to do, especially uh, the the pro people love to talk about the past pro uh, and he's really good at that aspect of the game. He's one of the best receiving backs in the game in all of college football. And so because I would take Kyron here, and I do believe that uh, he should get better draft capital than Charbonnet as well, um, I'm actually going to go with Kyron Williams and make that the official pick here. Sorry, Stefan, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Kyron all right. here.
2: Who are you? Who are you picking at 206?
1: Now it's your pick. <laughs> um so I'm Beat actually I, I think no, yeah, just both, kidding. <laughs> both of you yeah, just to get back at me. Both of you guys could probably guess my next pick actually.
3: I don't think I can.
1: No? Oh my gosh, no. I'm so disappointed in you guys. Rashad White coming oh, back Arizona I hate State. Myself. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Well, actually, Matt's out of ethos. so I, I guess that leaves to leaves it to fine. if he wants to get revenge right here and try to veto my Rashad well, and White. And try to try to convince
2: Wispay, try to convince Matt that I should be that he should go with Zach Charbonnet and of Rashad White. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not gonna
1: try. <laughs> oh man, that would be fun though. That would be fun. For those who don't okay, listen so to me enough, White.
3: I hate Zach Charbonnet. A
1: lot. Uh, Rashad White, like seriously though, like the guy led all running backs in the country and receiving yards per game. Uh, he's one of the most elusive backs in the country, had almost, well over rather, 11 yards per touch in 2020 uh, and just came in and, and like Matt Wispy likes to say, just took Diamante De- Trainum's lunch money uh, when we all thought it was going to be him uh, and, and it just wasn't. Rashad White was the more effective player and it took him a few weeks this year to kind of realize, man, what are we even doing with this timeshare crap? And they just benched essentially Tranum and and Ngata and said, Rashad White, here's 30 touches of a game for like three or four weeks in a row because Rashad White is just so much better. Um, and he's the top five running back in this class. I'm gonna keep saying that till it sticks because it needs to be a thing. Most people don't stay up, especially West Bay, You don't stay up. You're, you're gonna to go to bed at like right, right after this podcast. All of his yeah. games start at like 9:30 p.m. and so no one actually watches the guy dominate, but that's all he does. And so I think he does get uh, day two capital, and I think he's gonna have a pretty good combine too.
3: I'm with you. Yeah. yeah, I'm just torn on what to do with my next pick.
2: I
1: I honestly I'm
3: had it's gonna v me.
2: I had I had Rashad ahead of Kyron as well. By the way. So did I.
1: I actually had him I right ahead.
3: Today. I forgot it when I made my list. I'm having a good day.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's that's because he he plays all his games before you go to bed, so you just kinda which is why you also don't
2: like Zach Charbonnet. <laughs>
1: no,
3: I, I I hate him because he's not good. at football. You
1: hate him because oh, he went to Michigan.
3: Probably no. You're, I hate him because no, I called Matt, him a dinosaur Matthew. early, and he's still a dinosaur. <laughs> all right. Anyway. My next pick, it's a little bit... We're now at the 207. I don't think there's a lot of good players left on the board, so I'm going to start taking players that I believe have some upside. He thinks... Travis is... Nope. Wrong. Stop. Not that guy. (laughs) I'm I'm taking Jalen Colbert, wide receiver out of South Alabama. Um, He had a near 50% market share in receiving yards this year. Uh, In 2020, I'm pretty sure he... Did basically the same thing Mm -hmm. he had yeah he not quite as dominant in 2020 but i think in 2019 he was also really high basically jalen tolbert was the south alabama passing game um and he's been that way for three years he's absurd he's gonna test well at the combine he's a guy that no one knows or yeah no one really knows about um but he's gonna be that guy that Analytics guys like me will be like, hey, guys, we should probably be looking at this guy's profile. And then all of a sudden we're going to see him like do really well at the senior bowl. And some film guy is going to be like, guys, let me tell you about this super
1: duper sleeper
3: that no <laughs> one's ever told you about. Yes, uh, every Drew year. Tolbert.
1: Every year. Oh, my God.
3: And uh, then all of a sudden for like a week and a half, everyone's going to tell you that he's going to be a first round wide receiver. He won't be, but he's going to get I think there's a legit chance he could end up with day two capital. You Give a guy like that day two capital with his production profile, he's and it's and he's a hit, it, it's worthwhile of this type of play,
1: yeah, absolutely. Uh, no arguments here. I i, I want to veto uh because he's a tear down, but uh, isn't that the, the reason you that...
2: vetoed my guy is because actually, so from the guy I didn't finish,
1: veto. I didn't finish from the guy that I just took, he's a tear down, but I he so. He's just just barely in there with like two other players, I think that I would actually take. And Zach Charbonnet is in in that same tier, uh, by the way. Uh, uh, so you know, it, it, it's uh, let's let's go back. Just, and just do it. Veto me, just to nah. say it. Okay. You know what? I do have a guy ranked higher, and I'm just intrigued. Uh, so I'm I'm going to do it because this is my second one. Uh, so I'm going to veto, and I'm going to say Trey McBride, tight end, Colorado accept. State. That's my next pick. <laughs> Absolutely. So much absolutely absolutely
2: absolutely the dude averaged
1: more than four receptions like the, the dude is crazy boom Sorry. love it i won i did it my, my life, i keep winning these things this is great he he <laughs> averaged more than seven receptions a game this year i've lost a david bell one though seriously the trey mcbride was like the travis kelsey of college fantasy football like he just dominated the dude had over like a thousand yards and and had all i mean he didn't have a. How many receptions did he have? Like almost 86. 86. 86. 86. tight end, guys. In 11 games. Yeah. It's insane. In 11 games, 86 receptions. That is insane. And yes, he only had one touchdown this year because Colorado State was completely inept, but they shoved everything his way anyway. But the year before, he had 100% of Colorado State's (laughs) receiving touchdowns last year. So... They I played love, four
3: games. I know, but Full it doesn't total. matter. Like, he had all of them,
1: all of the receiving touchdowns that they threw last year. It doesn't matter. Like, if it was one game, okay, but like all of them. So, he, it's not like it's a, it's a first year. Like, he already had two really good years before. He dominated in 2019, dominated last year, and then was the best tight end in all of football. And it wasn't even remotely close this year. Uh, there are other tight ends that I like in this class but uh he's profiles insanely well and makes one-handed grabs he's gotten fantastic hands so trey mcbride and uh i I didn't even have to explain it because stefan was like yes i accept well (laughs) i i
2: I, had caught i had cut and pasted zach charbonnet for my next pick but i actually wasn't going to take him i was actually going to take mcbride um if matt didn't take him uh i was just looking at his numbers and it's it's insane the dude's just ridiculous (laughs) like even last year like for his career, even including like his freshman year, he he averages over four catches a game. Like we just mentioned, he was just under eight catches a game this last year. Um, dude's insane. Uh, last year, like you said, he scored a touchdown on hundred percent of Colorado State's games. Um, now I, I I like the guy a lot. It's a great pick. Um, I will though now at the two hundred eight select Zach Charbonnet, um, Matt Betos. Travis, what would you like a to do? Veto. Oh, okay, good. We can't, oh, can't, can't veto, veto anymore.
1: We're out. Oh, nice. We're both out, I think. Oh, then I want to uh, take all the terrible players just so that they're in, <laughs> in the hey, podcast by the way, forever. Uh Charbonnet is right you here. In this year. I wouldn't I wouldn't have Vito it even, even even if I had it. So I like it. We don't need to argue about Charbonnet anymore, I don't think. Uh and because we gotta finish this draft one day here. Yeah. Uh, but and uh, we've two point oh nine. Him,
2: so we move on.
1: Yes, I'm gonna go over to a player and snipe Matt Westbey here. Uh, unless he was actually going to go to again, which he might, I guess uh, probably here in a second, but Wandale Robinson wide receiver, Kentucky. I'm going to get a player that is a favorite of Matt Wispay's. Obviously when he started at uh, Nebraska and was a running back slash wide receiver with a super low average depth of target uh, really looked like just a, a gadget player uh, from time to time. Uh, you know, it was just kind of a weird prospect to try to analyze. Uh, and some people still think that that's the same guy, but truthfully, he, I think, more than tripled his average depth of target this year and actually became a real wide receiver for Kentucky. As much as Kentucky loves to do that whole gadget thing and have, like, a Lynn, Lynn Bowden that, that does everything for the team. Wondale did some of that, but really, for the most part, he was just a normal, really dominant slot wide receiver. Um, and I think he could be that at the next level. And I think he gets day two capital. Uh, and so I think he's an, he's an offensive weapon that's a lot of fun. I think he's my wide receiver nine-ish. Uh, he's a tier down from the, a bunch of the top names, but Wandale Robinson, <laughs> or as uh, somebody's typing in the show, she write Juan Jesus Robinson. <laughs> Wandel Robinson, wide receiver, Kentucky. I can't
2: veto because I don't have
3: vetoes. You got a veto?
2: You got to leave it. I won't nope. be a veto against. with. Okay wandale so
1: yeah if you if you if anyone is <laughs> yeah. let's be abundantly clear i'm saying
3: yeah. wandale robinson because
1: yeah okay all right well that's easy enough 2.09 and over to you 2.10 this is your last pick and you're going with Jalen tolbert again is that i'm guessing that's the case
3: i'm going with Jalen tolbert for all the reasons i just said um i think he's he's the type of guy you should be taking a chance on at this spot um and he's awesome
1: okay okay all right
3: fair enough I like it. I'm sorry, like who it. are you
1: picking?
2: Same guy? Jalen Tolbert. Yes. All right. You want to veto him? You should no, veto no. him
3: just for the sake of vetoing. If
2: I veto him twice and then he becomes like <laughs> the next big thing, I'm going to feel like a big dummy. <laughs> so one veto is enough for one guy. Oh, um, I'm going to go with pretty unpopular pick here, I think. Um, is it my turn, by the way? <laughs> yeah. It is your it turn. Is. Your it l- is your turn. 2. I think 1-1. this guy will get... I think this guy will get draft capital. I don't really love uh, the production. Don't love the athletic profile, but if you're starting running back at Alabama and you can get some work done, you're going to get that draft capital. I'll go with Brian Robinson Jr. Uh, with my last pick in the second round. Neither of us can veto. Yeah, we well,
1: neither of us have veto. So, <laughs> but, but would you... I'm just I curious. Ask, like,
2: Is this way off the rails? Is this way too early? Would you no. prefer like a Jerome Ford or something like that here? No.
1: I... I would have vetoed had I had a third, yeah. But
2: you know,
3: I've got wide receivers I would take above him, but I don't know that I have another running back that I would run to the.
1: I think I have three wide receivers and two or three running backs. But, All right, but that's I would just take because Carson nice
3: Strong above him.
1: I mean that's okay. Actually, uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I would too but I don't like Carson Strong. I do have an NFT of Carson Strong, but I don't. You would. <laughs> I would, yes. I That's also have true. Isaiah Spiller. I also have Rashad White. I also have Jaden Hazelwood uh, for some reason. But anyway. they um, so great. Yeah. But anyway, I would have, but I, at the same time, like once you get this far into the second round, this is the My Guy territory where if this guy gets day two capital, then absolutely. Uh, I'm just not sure he, he's going to but he might because uh, he, he was the dominant running back for Alabama and that helps, especially he could be that bull season boomer and he is a boomer because he's at least 65 years old, but, <laughs> uh, uh, but he is, he he is a candidate to go off in one of these next com- uh, up, uh, upcoming games and help his stock out. So I like, I like he's, he's in that range, but I have just some players higher than him. That probably looks silly. I actually have Jerome Ford higher than him. I'm not going to take Jerome Ford here with my last pick here. I'm tempted to. I have uh, a couple other guys ahead of him. But I I think that because real draft people are higher on this player, that he's going to get some looks. And despite his analytical profile never peaking above a 25% dominator and him getting injured uh, down the stretch here, John Mechie, wide receiver, Alabama, with the 24th slot here, I think, is about the right spot for Vito. him to go. So Stefan is vetoing because he knows that Matt Wispy will basically take uh, a, s- a random. I select a ham, over, <laughs> a ham sandwich. <laughs> ham sandwich over John Mechie, and that will that will win. I'm sure. So <laughs> no who, who are you going to put here? I'm intrigued. Uh, there's a the wide receiver. You know, I'll say
3: yes.
2: What? Say put the wide receiver, you know I will say yes to. No, I'm not gonna do that because Micah Pittman actually transferred to to uh No, I'm not State. talking about him. <laughs> put the wide receiver, you know I'll say yes to. No, I was I was either thinking uh Jalen Whitemeyer, um, tight end Texas AM or Carson Strong. I know you're not a huge Carson Strong fan, uh, because he Just is... Just pick whichever one you prefer. Carson Strong. <laughs> Carson Can Strong. You? I hate you so much. I don't want to make it easy for you.
3: No, legitimately 99% of players in college football would have been easy for me. You couldn't have just said Khalil Shakir who we're just not talking about right now, but He's I do love close Khalil for me. Shakir. He's close in
1: this range too.
3: I hate you so much.
1: I'm, so you know what? For spite, we're going
3: to leave John Mechie.
1: Oh, Oh, you can no longer
2: say he is bad at football. John Mechie second round pick. With the backing, the endorsement of Wispy the Kid. You heard it I here, folks. I have like folks. 17 <laughs> tweets saying <laughs> just nope. the phrase, Endorsed. John Mechie sucks. Endorses <laughs> Wispy the Kid endorses Mechie the Third in the second round.
1: That's what I said. I mean, that's what I see. I mean, that's, that's clearly what he's doing right here. So I love it. Rounding out the second round with the stamp of approval uh, from Matt Wispy is John yes. Mechie. Uh, wide receiver, Alabama. Uh, but there's so many directions we could have gone here. Like we've we've named a few of them, like Jerome Ford, running back, Cincinnati, who used to be with Alabama. Uh, he's right there for me. Uh, Carson Strong's in the conversation, even though he's a he's got health concerns. I don't think he's actually going to get the capital at this point. Uh, he's got uh, medicals that are going to really ding him, I believe. And he's an absolute zero as a rusher, which is bad for the NFL. And when I say absolute zero, I mean he's actually a negative because uh, he's got like negative 400 rushing yards or something silly for his career, uh, so I would definitely not take him here, uh, but Khalil Shakir, let's talk about him just for a second, Who, besides me, like, somebody else, talk up Shakir, because he's, he's that fringe guy, uh, I think, at this point,
3: I, so Shakir is a, he's a volume hog kind of guy, um, he sort of, and this is going to bring harken back memories for me, he's in the Zay Jones model, where he's not really uh he's not going to be a field stretcher, he's not going to be this guy that's going to get you, um, like, he's not the one play and he makes your fantasy day type of guy, but he's going to volume up. So maybe he's Hunter Renfro. And that hurts my heart to say because I like him so much more than Hunter Renfro. (laughs) Um, But he's basically been the dominant force on the Boise State offense since his sophomore season. Um, But, yeah, I I mean, I I like him because he's just – He's an interesting type of player. He also has 71 career rush attempts in college. Um, I don't have any market share numbers in front of me because I'm not really prepared, but he's really good. Um, yeah. that He's just, he's one of those guys in that range for me where his, his profile is the type of guy that could be that late day two, early day three kind of guy. And um Yeah. That's who I had. I only okay, had one other so not, person left left on my board, to be honest.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, it seems like well, in that in that case, I think we're all pretty close. Um, it is funny. I we end up we ended up drafting all twenty four of my top twenty four. Seriously. So, uh, yeah, it seems like we didn't disagree too much. I mean, we did veto of each other in a few spots, but it wasn't crazy. Uh, Can I rant about
3: John Mechie for ten seconds? No. Sure. Ten you seconds. You
1: endorsed him in the <laughs> second round.
3: Okay, so here's why I hate John Mechie. John Mechie had the opportunity to be the wide receiver two on Alabama, which is actually shown to be a viable spot to be productive. He was so unproductive, he allowed a wide receiver to win the Heisman for the first time since the mid-90s. There's a reason why Devonta Smith's numbers were absurd, and it is purely because of the fact they did not have a wide receiver capable of being dominant besides him once waddle went down waddle was actually just as productive uh in his time when he was healthy uh in last year's season alongside smith when they finally broke down when he broke down all of a sudden mechie was so useless that they said we're gonna throw every single pass to devonta smith he's garbage he's garbage 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 he's not good but he's probably gonna get capital so take him and delete round two that's my logic it's a, I mean, I would have probably told you to take Riley Ridley in like the mid fourth round, but so he's not quite that level of terrible.
1: <laughs> All right. All right. That was um, more than 10 seconds. But yeah. Z- okay. The only other like, guy that hasn't been mentioned, or maybe maybe two guys that haven't been mentioned, uh, maybe get a take from you, Stefan, on Zay Flowers or Tyler Algier.
2: Um, so I like Zay Flowers a lot. Uh, a, I think he's going to be a good wide receiver in the NFL. Um, Algier, I don't I don't love like he just looks slow when I watch him. Um, so I I don't love his outlook, but that probably means like I'm always wrong on running back. So these guys that I think have like late round uh sex appeal always end up uh in the undrafted free agent pile, and then these weirdos that I've never heard of uh get taken. Um so sure. I'm sure he'll be another one that just makes me look foolish. But not a big, not a big fan
1: of Algier. Is Algier coming out? I believe so, but uh, it's not officially yet. I don't. I don't think he he could be I, one of those guys that actually comes back.
3: He strikes me as a will be back next year kind of guy. So, by the way, sincere McCormick, just super productive
2: guy. Yeah, for UTSA. It, UTSA is actually winning without him right now. So.
1: I'm so back the scoreboard.
2: Watching, watching. <laughs> they don't matter. The lion moved like seven or eight, six or it's seven, because three? there were
3: rumors that they had they had upwards of ten missing players. Okay, I, I thought it was Zach. just
2: because of him, and I was like, no, what no, the I, hell?
3: I was talking to Zach Kruger, who's doing the opt-out tracker list for NBC Edge. I don't actually know the name Roto World, um, so he's doing their <laughs> opt-out tracker. Um, and I was talking to him cause I said the same thing. I was like the line moved five and a half points because of McCormick. I was expecting like three, maybe four. Um, no, they, uh, there were really big rumors that they were missing like 10 players, um, and could have position groups completely decimated. And I think that Vegas was trying to offload liability on them. So that's, that's where that was from.
1: Okay. okay. Well, since I think we've already forgotten that we're still recording, I'm going to just recap this second (laughs) round here. (laughs) Uh, Chris Olave was the first pick of the second round. Then Kenneth Walker, uh, running back, Michigan State. Desmond Ritter, quarterback, Cincinnati, who definitely deserved to go there. Uh, George Pickens, wide receiver, Georgia. Kyron Williams, running back, Notre Dame. I picked Rashad White, who definitely belonged to pick 18 here at running back, Arizona State. Trey McBride, a tight end Colorado State, who is just a monster all season long. The only tight end in this draft to hear his name called. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, running back UCLA. Wondell Robinson, wide receiver Kentucky. Jalen Tolbert, or or Tolbert if he's related to Stephen Colbert, uh, wide receiver South Alabama. Brian Robinson Jr., running back Alabama. And John Mechie III, who Matt Wispe hates, uh, wide receiver Alabama to round things out. Although he did seal it with his stamp of approval over uh, the veto, uh, uh, attempted veto of Stéphane with Carson Strong, quarterback Nevada. But that concludes the 2022 NFL Rookie Mock Draft 2.0. We'll be doing this again in the spring. But uh, until next time, do you guys have any parting words, parting wisdom uh, that doesn't involve Chris Olave or Jackson Smith and Jigua before we go?
2: Bye, John the III.
3: I'm sending you guys a screenshot of all the times I've tweeted out. John Mechie sucks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. That's a great note to end things on everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to another college to Canton podcast. We'll be be back with more good stuff on college players, NFL players, catch up on all the latest stuff. Uh, We've kind of had a mix uh, of things here in the past few weeks uh, from a few different angles, from recruiting, bowl season stuff, uh, NFL draft. we will be back here with more, but until next time you guys take care. And enjoy the holiday season.